0: You're listening to Reach MDXM 233, the channel for medical professionals. Primary care today means that you're the first line of call for your very active patients. What do you know about running injuries, or are you a runner yourself? Welcome to the Clinicians Roundtable. I'm Dr. Shira Johnson, your host, and with me today is Dr. Robert Aptekar. Dr. Aftikar is currently an orthopedic surgeon and founding partner in the Arthritis and Orthopedic Medical Clinic in Los Gatos, California. He's been in private practice since 1975, specializing in sports injuries, arthroscopy, and arthritis and joint replacements. Thank you for being with us today. You're welcome. So today we're discussing running and running injuries. Let me ask you, anyone out there who isn't already running, do you advise them to see a doctor first to be sure that they should start running? Most people do. Well, I think
1: if they have any issues that they have the slightest concern about, that they should talk to a doctor to make sure that there's no potential complications if they start. And I think when they do start, they need to start very slowly.
0: Now, is this age-related? If you have no comorbidities, is it still recommended you see your primary care?
1: I think that if you have any question about doing any activity that might put any joints at stress, if you've had any joint issues in the past, then I think it's a good idea to check it out. You certainly don't want to complicate anything that might be going on. And that's true both for young and old runners. Now, if you have no issues at all and you wanted to start on your own, I think you can do that, but I think you should start slowly and build up.
0: Why don't you tell our listeners what you mean by slow, because people have different ideas of what that is.
1: Yeah, they sure do. I would say to begin walking and then increase to a fast walking pace, even what some people call race walking, and then begin doing some running, increase the pace, and slowly increase the distance. It also means um, not to vary the surface too much so that you you don't have some sense of only being comfortable on a track or only on a cement surface.
0: Now, what's the importance of cross-training? What do you tell people about cross-training if they're already into running? Certainly
1: if you're running more than four days a week, your body doesn't like it. And I think not only do you improve your general fitness level, but you also give your joints a rest. It's the same thing with weightlifters and other athletes. If you do it every single day, the body begins to break down. So what's important is to build up muscles in different ways than just running. Unless, of course, you have a specific running goal, a specific race, or that you're training Or wish to be an elite runner.
0: How do you advise people for shoes? What do you tell them? Where should they go? Or what kind of shoes should they look for?
1: First and foremost, they need to be in a comfortable shoe. Some people have a high arch. Some people have a low arch or a flat foot. And different running shoes are built for different kinds of feet. I think if you go to a store that specializes in athletic shoes or running shoes, then you're more likely to get started in the right footwear to carry you through your running. But if you have any issues as you start running, please take care of them right away because you don't want them problems to multiply.
0: What do you advise patients? What have injuries you know run up a red flag that maybe they need to look into further? What's expected when you start running and what's like a sign that maybe something is wrong or you're putting too much stress on a joint?
1: You shouldn't hurt. And that includes uh, the entire lower extremity. So you shouldn't have any pain in your feet, your knees, or your hips. And if you're doing the running properly in good shoes and on appropriate surfaces, you will find that most people will be quite comfortable. And it's only when your body begins to tell you there's something wrong that you need to listen
0: what about stiffness in your joints after running? I've had patients come in and complain that nothing was wrong, nothing was swollen. It wasn't really pain, but just a generalized stiffness that they didn't have before they started running. Is this a sign?
1: It is actually usually an earlier sign of arthritis or wear and tear going on in the joints. And one of the ways that you can help that is by stretching afterwards to prevent that kind of uh, stiffness. And actually, stretching is much more important after exercise or after a run than it is
0: before. And how much should you stretch? Well, I think certainly
1: stretching out the Achilles and the hamstrings are a a good idea. And I would just go to standard uh, books or exercise charts that show you the kind of exercise that are appropriate for those joints. One of the easiest things for people to do, actually, is to put the balls of their feet on the stairs and to just lower their heels. And that does an excellent job of stretching out the Achilles tendon and, and the back of the knee.
0: Now, if your patients come to you and they say, Doc, how many days should I be running or how far should I be running and, and what's too much for an average healthy person starting out, what do you advise them? I
1: advise not running more than three or four days a week. I think that's the importance of cross-training. And I think that beyond that, you begin to put an excessive amount of stress on the joints. It's the same reason why long-distance runners or marathon runners in their training don't do long races all the time. And in fact, most training schedules for long-distance runners or for marathons stop you a week before the race doing any kind of long distances.
0: You're listening to the Clinician's Roundtable on Reach MDXM 233, the channel for medical professionals. I'm Dr. Shira Johnson, and I'm speaking today with Dr. Robert Aptekar, an orthopedic surgeon, and we're discussing running and sports medicine issues that you might see in the office. So tell us, how do you go about treating simple injuries? What are your patients likely to complain of, and how do you go about approaching it if you're a primary care doctor?
1: Well, most injuries associated with running are overuse. And so I usually recommend the RICE method, rest, ice, compression, and elevation. And so you put the joint to rest using ice after a longer run or after you're getting some discomfort in the joint is very helpful in cutting down the inflammation. So you rest, you put ice on it. If it is swollen, then some gentle compression is very useful. And I try to recommend the kind of sleeve compression rather than ACE bandages, which sometimes can get wound in a an awkward or asymmetrical way and do some abnormal compression around a joint. That's particularly true around ankles and knees.
0: Now tell us what you mean by sleeve compression. Well, most drugstores, running
1: stores, and athletic sports stores carry these uh, loops that are like uh, ace bandages that are uniform in their compression. Sometimes they're actually tapered so that they'll fit more comfortably around an ankle, around a knee, and around an elbow. Those are the three most common that they sell. Sometimes they have extra pads in them around uh, the knee and around the elbow, but they slip right on. There are also types that are made out of neoprene, which is the diving material, and I think those probably don't provide the same degree of support that the other elastic does.
0: Now, if you're running and you're basically healthy and good condition, don't have any significant injuries in the past, of course, I'm not talking about somebody who already knows that they have a bad joint, and you get some pain, is it sufficient to ice it, wrap it, and go back to running while you still have any pain, or should you really not run at all while you have pain in that joint?
1: I think your body's trying to tell you something if it's hurting, and I think you need to give it a rest. And I think if it hasn't gotten better in a couple of days and you've used the RICE method, And I also recommend that people can take ibuprofen or naproxen, different uh, anti-inflammatory medicines that are over the counter, and that will help cut down the swelling. But if the swelling doesn't go away, I certainly wouldn't run on a swollen, painful, sore knee or ankle in particular, and uh, then that's the time to consider seeing the doctor.
0: What about effusions? Most of us have had times when from running and stress on a joint, you start getting small effusions around your knees. In the absence of known underlying structural damage, is that significant or is that just an overtraining injury?
1: Most of the time it points to some damage, and that could be cartilage or it could be meniscus. If we're talking about a knee, uh, those are the two most common things. And probably for runners, Chondromalacia patelli, where because of abnormal mechanics, there's abnormal wear on the back of the patella, uh, causing the patella to kind of slip off to the outside. And when that happens, you get a reaction in the joint that the synovitis produces an effusion. So I would listen to that effusion and say if that persists, it needs to be looked into.
0: Now, are x rays helpful? Uh, Your patient comes in, they got swelling in their joints. Uh, You're not an orthopod, you're a primary care doc. Are x-rays helpful in joints? Should they be gotten at the first time a patient presents with an injury?
1: I don't think they necessarily need it the first time, but I think if the problem persists, they definitely need to have x-rays. One patient that comes clearly to my mind is someone who was doing a fair amount of running and had recurrent effusions. When it didn't go away, I took x-rays and saw definite evidence where there was increased density of the bone to demonstrate that her bone was reacting by stiffening up in that area. And when I advised her to change her shoes, change her surface, and reduce her mileage, those symptoms went away and she was able to continue exercising. The goal actually should be a long-term commitment to running rather than getting through spurts of energy and getting through short races. Most people are happy if they can continue running over many years rather than just to make it through the next month or the next six months.
0: What are other common injuries that the primary care doc may see in runners? What about low back pain?
1: Low back pain definitely does occur. It usually relates to changes in surface where in shoes is a very common source of back pain. Studies have been done that demonstrate that shoes probably are at their max for support within the first 200 miles. And so elite runners will tell you that they're changing their shoes every month or two in order to not put abnormal stress on their joints.
0: You've been listening to the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMDXM 233, the channel for medical professionals. I'm Dr. Shira Johnson, and we've been speaking today with Dr. Robert Aptekar, an orthopedic surgeon, and the topic has been running and sports medicine issues that you may see in your office. For comments and questions, send your email to XM at ReachMD.com, and thank you for listening.